turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. everybody that's right a little twisted sister and we're not going to take it it's another Alcatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer is we are into the month of may already and we've got a fantastic show for you tonight craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour the usual news and notes to get to but first how can you follow me very easily on twitter at al gatulo instagram at gatulo g-a-t-t-u-l-l-o facebook.com slash ag craft beer cast via email at albert g at nycradio.com don't forget itunes google play just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We are Alexa Ready as well. We're also on Radio.com. And we're also over on the Hopped Up Network. You head over there uh, Monday mornings before 6 a.m. and you can listen to my podcast as well as a plethora of others at your listening or for your listening a pleasure. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Alexis Deegan, she is one of the board members for Brewery Strong, she's going to join me on the program. She's also the executive director of the New Jersey Brewers Association, and we will discuss both organizations, what Brewery Strong is doing to help people in New Jersey who are in the craft beer business, in the hospitality, or restaurant, uh, you know, bartenders, etc., things of that nature. We will also discuss with Alexis uh, the changes that have taken place at breweries because they cannot serve uh, to taproom customers. They can serve to go and cans and things of that nature. We're going to talk to Alexis a little bit about that as well. That's coming up in about 20 minutes. So Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it, actually debuted uh, earlier uh, this week, April 27th of 1984. That's amazing uh, to me. And I saw that album in its entirety a couple of years ago at the Starland Ballroom. And I have to tell you, that was an amazing show. I mean, beginning to end from the first track to the last track, uh, Twisted Sister was on fire. And this was before uh, the death of their longtime drummer, A.J. Pirro, who died of a heart attack. If I'm not mistaken, it was a couple of months later. I think it was somewhere in, I want to say it was Rochester or Albany. I don't remember uh, quite that uh, when it, I, I don't remember when it happened. I remember it was somewhere in upstate New York uh, when it happened. And uh, the shame, you know, that A.J. Pirro, A.J. Pirro used to work down the street from me on Staten Island uh, growing up. He used to work at DeLeo's Hardware Store, which was right down the street from me on Highland Boulevard in the corner of Reed Avenue. That's amazing how I remember these little tidbits of somewhat useless information. But anyway, let's dive into the news because there is a lot of it uh, that we have to get to here. Uh, Boston Beer is finding a use for millions of dollars worth of expired beers that are being returned by retailers. The maker of Sam Adams is distilling the returned beer into ethanol that can be blended into gasoline. Now, the company has actually done this with expired beer for decades, but the volume is much greater these days because of coronavirus. Beer sales have been steady on the retail level, but breweries, of course, are losing big dollars from the lack of restaurant and bar sales, something that we're going to get into a little bit more on the program. Also, Samuel Adams is donating money to the restaurant industry. They've raised millions already, and they're giving it back to the restaurant industry. One of the great things that Jim Cook does, and I know there are a lot of people out there that may or may not like Sam Adams, but I have to tell you, Jim is one of the most stand-up people on the face of the planet. I've interviewed him twice before. guy was an early advertiser of, of, uh, of a show that I worked on almost 30 years ago uh, here in New York City. Jim just simply gets it. He is always giving back to people, always. He's giving back to, you know, up-and-coming brewers. He understands this industry better than anybody. Uh, and, and kudos to, to Jim Cook and Sam Adams for all of the things that they are doing to help, even in, in this time of need, in this pandemic. Uh, he is helping out brewers uh, left and right, as well as restaurants and other places. So kudos to them. They're just doing a great job. Uh, Founders Brewing is unfortunately going to furlough 163 employees of their taproom and retail stores in Detroit and Grand Rapids. That's according to a Worker Adjustment and Notice Retraining Notification Act, uh, which is which was filed with the state's Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, dated April 20th. 
Um, the Grand Rapids-based craft brewery says it plans for the furlough of primarily hourly employees to be temporary in less than six months in length. The company acknowledged it was unable to predict the true length of the furlough due to the uncertainty surrounding the pandemic. They had proactively co- closed their two tap rooms back on Friday, March 13th, three days before Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer ordered the state's bars and restaurants to shutter in an effort to stop the spread of the coronavirus. After the closure, founders continued to pay its staff members based on the average number of hours worked. During the furlough, the company will continue to cover 100% of the impacted employees' contributions to insurance benefits. Kudos to founders for doing that. It's an unfortunate situation in this day and age. Uh, that we are finding a lot of these bigger breweries and smaller breweries as well having to lay off people or simply close because they just cannot get their beer out there. Pyramid Brewing, uh, based out of Seattle, and I visited the place before years ago. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. Was it 97? I think it was 97, the year before they closed the Kingdom. Um, They uh, are uh, running – they they have um, announced – the, you know what? I'm getting distracted here, folks. My mother is calling. Hang on one second. Yeah, so my mom just called to wish me a happy birthday because uh, I'm taping this uh, first segment on Tuesday, the 28th of April, which happened to be my birthday. So <laughs> I had to answer her because I knew she was going to wish me a happy birthday. So, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, it happens. And my mom is getting up there in age. And so when she calls, especially when she calls my cell phone because she doesn't do it that often, I have to answer the phone. But anyway, as I digress, we were discussing Pyramid Brewing here. Uh, one of the West Coast's longest-running craft breweries, they have announced the release of Subliminal State Hazy Pale Ale. It is the newest beer in the brewery seasonal series. Um, it's a medium-bodied, cloudy, and bright orange pale ale brewed with 60% wheat. It will clock in at about 5.25%. It's a sessionable ale. It'll be available uh, in the spring here, and it will make an appearance uh, in the fall between the brewery's summer and winter releases. The beer available in 12-ounce six-pack and 12-pack bottles and 22-ounce bomber bottles in grocery stores and convenience stores throughout Pyramid's distribution footprint. So kudos to Pyramid, uh, a beer I have not had in a very long time. We very rarely get Pyramid Brewing out here. Not Certainly not in New Jersey. I know in New York um, we get it, although maybe I have seen it in New Jersey. Not exactly sure. Anyway, uh, some other news and notes to get to. Uh, the Brewers Association has laid off 23% of its staff. Uh, this was last week in order to maintain the long-term viability of the National Trade Group. They uh, announced the job cuts on their website this past Monday. Uh, a quote from them, we thoughtfully, carefully, and painfully weighed options uh, to arrive at those decisions. We believe these actions will help the association weather the storm at this time and to remain committed to its purpose to promote and protect American craft brewers, their beers, and the community of brewing enthusiasts. Uh, they say they will work with the laid-off workers to help them navigate the transition. In addition to the job cuts, the BA has enacted a tiered salary reduction for its management team. In addition to operational budget cuts that were made earlier in April, they were forced to cancel two of their signature events, the annual Craft Brewers Conference and Brew Expo America and Savor, as well as the World Beer Cup competition earlier this spring due to concerns caused by the spread of COVID-19 in the United States. CBC was expected to draw more than 13,000 industry professionals to San Antonio uh, from April um, from April 19th to the 22nd. Tickets are still on sale for their big their next event, the American Home Brewers Association Conference, which is slated to take place June 18th through the 20th in Nashville, Tennessee. We will see if that will continue uh, to take place. But again, this is affecting everyone, and uh, this is a big problem. Now, uh, Brewbound put out this story here where ne- the majority of New York craft brewers have seen their sales drop by 75% or more. Nearly half have stopped production entirely. That, according to a survey conducted by the New York State Brewers Association, without increased and consistent local, federal, and state help, it is possible nearly half of the breweries operating in New York State could shut down after three months. Uh, the survey's conclusion read nearly half, 46% of breweries say they could last between one and three months under current conditions. About a quarter said they can continue operating for three to six months. 10% said they could last for the next one to four weeks. Now, there are over 400 breweries in the Empire State. If half of those close and only 152 responded to the survey, this is a big problem here. You have a burgeoning industry in New York State that is in jeopardy of going out of business. Now, again, I understand what what the governors of these states have tried to do. Uh, New York City has been hardest hit by the coronavirus. 55% of survey respondents say they have ceased operations, but only 5% of the city's breweries participated in the survey, probably because they're too busy uh, trying to get their beer out there. In the Finger Lakes region, they had the highest survey response. 25% of breweries have stopped operating entirely. 
Almost three-quarters of New York brewers have received loans from the PPP, and 63% have received economic injury disaster loans from the Small Business Administration. Uh, And again, a lot of this has to do with taproom sales and in bars. Uh, A number of brewers have gotten creative, get their beer in cans, and get them sold out there. Um, We've noticed deliveries from a lot of different breweries in the New York City area. But again, this is difficult when... You don't have that kind of infrastructure that you would need because it, ha- it, it you didn't build it into your business when you started. You expected to be to have taproom sales, and now you've got to shift to a whole new uh, a way of doing business. Those that can do it are going to survive, and a lot of them that are not equipped to do that, unfortunately, are not going to succeed. And that is the shame of it all. We need to get these states reopened. We need to do it in a in a prudent way that will not have a rebound effect. Uh, on, on the uh, pandemic that will have you know more cases again, but we've got to get these businesses open as soon as possible in order to keep these businesses around. Small business is the lifeblood of America. I don't care if you're a brewery, if you're a tailor, if you're a dry cleaner, we need to get these businesses open sooner rather than later. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You're listening to Al Gattulo's Craft Beer Cast, sponsored in part by Source Farmhouse Brewery. Get your handcrafted beer from none other than The Source. AM 970, The Answer, doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM 970, The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go. Eric Metax is here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family. And one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Confused about Corona? Then listen to Pandemic 2020 for news and updates. Got a question? Submit it online at am970theanswer.com or call 877-970-2999 during the program and talk to the experts. It's Pandemic 2020, weekday mornings at 9 as part of the Joe Piscopo Show on AM 970, The Answer. Sponsored by Balance of Nature, helping your body help itself. This is Sebastian Gorka. If you are like me, you are sick of the stay-at-home orders that have restricted our movement, restricted our employment, and forced us to stay cooped up at home. I have a suggestion. Sign up now for a trip of a lifetime. It's not until December, so by then things will likely be back to normal. I am taking as many listeners as I can on the Stand with Israel trip and have my friend and entrepreneur, Mike Lindell of MyPillow, coming with us. And I know what will happen as soon as you sign up. You'll have something really special to look forward to. What better way to celebrate the lifting of these restrictions than to get out and see the Holy Land with me and Mike Lindell. If something happens and you can't go, there's still plenty of time for you to cancel, but you won't want to. That's right. Between now and August 14th, there's no penalty if you sign up and need to cancel. Reserve your spot today for Stand with Israel with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. This is a guy by the name of Philip Sace. 
This is his new album called Spirit Rising, and the name of the track is called Burning Out. He's got a very, very Stevie Ray Vaughan-esque quality to his guitar work. And actually, Joe Piscopo turned me on to this guy. Uh, This is his new album, Spirit Rising, that just came out uh, about a week or so ago. And it is really good. And he saw him out in Wayne, Pennsylvania, Joe did. Um, And I have to say, I have got to check this guy out. He, um, He sounds phenomenal. I love a, gl- a good blues guitarist, and uh, from what I've heard of this guy, and I've heard of a real, n- not everything in this catalog, but a lot of stuff, and uh, I am very much impressed with Philip Sace. S-A-Y-C-E is the spelling of the last name. You can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast, email at AlbertG.NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You will find all the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well. We are also on Radio.com, and we're on the Hopped Up Network. Uh, just go to the hoppedupnetwork.com. Usually Monday mornings before 6 a.m., the podcast version of the show uh, will be up there. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Alexis Deegan. She is one of the board members for Brewery Strong. She'll join me. She's also the executive director of the New Jersey Brewers Association, and we will discuss both organizations, what the Brewers Association has done to try and help brewers in this time of need, but also Brewery Strong, which is uh, this this effort by Rob Callahan of uh, Tuckahoe Brewing, who put this together and is trying to help people in the beer industry in New Jersey. They're getting donations. Um, you can buy T-shirts, glasses, all kinds of different things. Uh, and the money goes directly to help out people in the hospitality industry, in the brewery industry, uh, in restaurants, bars, etc. cetera. Uh, this is a great thing, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing that the guys – um, not only from Tuckahoe, but other breweries that are putting together and helping out people. And that's the way that you can help a lot of these people, by directly buying beer from the breweries, by buying a T-shirt or a hat. Every dime that you spend helps keep these guys in business, and that is the most important thing here. We've got a lot of news to get to. First up, uh, something that I had saw uh, on a website a couple of days ago from the website Secret Chicago. Uh, over at SecretChicago.com. So Chicagoans apparently had noticed a blacked-out van roving through their neighborhoods and, um, you know, looking much like an ice cream truck. Well, it turns out it was a beer van, and the van was selling beer uh, to patrons. Apparently, you could go on, uh, you could call a number, um, and you could get in touch and order order beer. Nobody knew who it was. Well, it turns out the van belonged to Goose Island Beer Company, which is obviously owned by AB InBev. And so the bars are obviously still closed in Chicago, but brewers are trying to come up with different ways to get the beer out there. So they had this van that was going around that was delivering beer. Um, A tricked-out van coated in black, uh, spinning canary yellow rims. The windows were emblazed with big, white, enticing letters that read, Want beer right now? Question mark. And below was a phone number, the phone number uh, 312-569-9871. So um, upon a closer inspection of the van, it says, attention, please stay six feet away from the van. Real news, COVID-19 is not a hoax. You hear the van, uh, they were playing sort of like an ice cream music uh, type of thing. You call the number, they text you a link, you pick, uh, you pick and purchase the beers, and then the van delivers the beer right to your home. Unfortunately, uh, the Chicago authorities put a stop to it. Uh, They won't allow it. I don't know why. Uh, We'll have to do some more investigating and find out. Obviously, in New Jersey, they have delivery uh, from breweries, and a lot of the breweries are expanding their reach out in New Jersey. New York City, as well as uh, upstate, are doing the same thing. I don't understand why Chicago won't be allowing it. Um, They may be in the pandemic a little bit longer, or the the restrictions may be a little bit longer for them uh, as things go on. So uh, we'll investigate and get back to you. But kind of a cool thing. Um, uh, but I guess maybe because it's promoting drinking and they're driving around. I, I don't know. It's unnecessary on the road. I, I don't really know the reasons why, uh, but we'll uh, we'll do some research on that, and uh, we will follow up with you. Uh, so Coors Light apparently announced on Twitter earlier this week a new campaign called America Hashtag Could Use a Beer. Uh, you go to the beverage's official Twitter account. You tell them who you think deserves a beer, and they will provide them with a six-pack. Coors Light says the offer will run until a million dollars worth of beer has been claimed. Now, this story came out on Tuesday of this week uh, or Wednesday of this week. I am sure by now on Sunday night it, the, the beer is probably gone. A million dollars worth of beer is probably gone. Uh, I wouldn't drink Coors Light. You may. So hit up uh, Coors Light on Twitter. Maybe they'll send somebody that deserves a six-pack of beer. And they will send it to them. 
Uh, and then um, the the last bit of news and notes here. So I, I've I've gotten questions from a number of different people, a number of my friends, as to whether or not as uh, restrictions are being lifted uh, around New York and New Jersey very very slowly, out in California as well, other states down south have uh, loosened up restrictions. A lot of people have asked, will there be uh, beer festivals and concerts this summer and into the fall? So my answer to that, at least locally in the New York, New Jersey area, um, I don't think we're going to see concerts in the tri-state area for a considerable amount of time. I don't think we're going to see concerts this summer. I don't think we're going to see concerts in the fall. Maybe there's a chance. If the, the numbers are really down and they have a handle on it and a treatment, then it's possible. Um, but I think like sports, I think we're going to have a return of sports of baseball. I think football will return, but I don't think there's going to be fans in the stands again, unless there is a vaccine or a treatment, um, and it could be monitored specifically. Right. So my friend, Allison, uh, who runs a lot of different events in New Jersey, uh, reached out to me. Uh, they, they, she'd done a Facebook post about how beer, bacon, barbecue, the showdown was moved from, uh, this month in May to now it has been moved to August 1st, right? So that's cool. Hey, August 1st, realistic. So she messaged me afterward and said, look, do you think this could happen? And I said, you know, um, my opinion is yes. I think it's good to put it on the calendar because the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest moved to the second week of August or first week of August, technically, right? August uh, 7th and 8th or 6th and 7th. I forget the dates off the top of my head. But anyway, they moved their event to August. Do I think realistically we could have a beer event in August, yes. I think there are a couple of things that have to happen in order for it to happen. Um, and uh, here's the difference between Allison's event, the Beer Bacon, uh, the beer Barbecue Bacon Showdown, uh, and the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest. So she has moved it to a different uh, park. I'm trying to think, where is this? I think she's doing this in Randolph. Um, you know, at a little park in Randolph, right? So it's not going to be at Doe Meadow Park in Morristown. It's going to be a little a little place in Randolph. So I think you're going to have to limit the amount of tickets being sold. If you want to maintain six feet of distancing, you're going to have to do that, even at an outdoor event, right? I think you're going to have to mandate that people wear masks if they're going to be there for their protection as well as yours. Can they sip the beer? Sure. They're standing online. They got the mask on. Guy serves them the beer. They walk away. I think you're going to have to have hand sanitizer everywhere. Um, could that event be pulled off? Possibly. Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest? I definitely think that that event could be pulled off because John Henderson puts in place already, even before all of this, the hand sanitizer stations, the, the, it, the way it's spread out. I, I get that there are certain points where you're on top of one another, especially when it comes to the music. But um, I think you're going to have to minimize that. Maybe it's only a certain amount of people can check out the music or be right up front with the band. You can hear the music throughout the the building. It's at the Atlantic City uh, Convention Center. So I don't think that that is going to be a problem. I think the issue is going to be from the state. Are you monitoring people's temperatures as they walk in? My biggest concern with the AC Bureau Music Fest is all of the mass of people that are waiting to get in. How are you going to be able to scan each of those people with temperatures? You know what I'm saying? If that's going to be the rule come August. That is going to be a logistical problem. I'm confident that John can figure that out, but that can be a, a, a big problem and could prevent that from happening. In the case of Allison's event, it's smaller, but I think it could, I think both of these events could happen. I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic here that we can have something of a normal summer. I just don't think concerts can be normal because you don't have six feet of distancing. How can you have a concert at the PNC Bank Art Center? You have a lawn that's packed of a sold-out show, and you're telling people, guess what? You can't crowd on the lawn. You have to be apart from one another. Jimmy Buffett last year, they were on top of one another at the lawn. And I don't like crowds like that to begin with. So I don't know how you can realistically do it, but if Allison is able to pull off her event uh, at the uh, at this little park in... Um, um, uh, you know what? Let me let me call up. Let me see if uh, da, 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 da. she said yeah. Tentative re- rescheduled the Fireman's Field in Rockaway. It's a fenced-in grass field, pavilion, picnic tables, real bathrooms. It's right off of Route 80. So this is going to take place Saturday, August first. It's the six-year anniversary. Again, it's tentative. Uh, we'll see what happens. We're going to have uh, tons of breweries from New Jersey in attendance. A lot of food. Um, 
There's not going to be a VIP hour. They're going to do it a little bit differently. But uh, all you have to do is go over to njbeerbbqfest.com for more information. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I'll be a judge at the event. As uh, provided that it's that that it goes on, I will absolutely be there. We'll talk more about it in a couple of weeks. But again, it's going to be interesting to see if we're able to pull off these events. I want to see some type of normal normalcy to the summer. Uh, but it all depends. I think it, it depends on the testing. It depends on whether or not we have uh, a drug that will treat it if you get it. I think a vaccine is still a little bit far off. I don't expect a vaccine to happen this summer. I don't expect a vaccine to happen this year. I think it's likely next year. But if we have a drug that can treat it, if you get it, then I think maybe that helps to ease uh, a little bit of the restrictions uh, going forward. We'll see. We will see. When we come back after a short break, Alexis Deegan, one of the board members for Brewery Strong, will join me. She is also the executive director of the New Jersey Brewers Association. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's fair and 72 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A shocking scene caught on video in the East Village is sparking outrage. Four plainclothed NYPD members can be seen dragging a man away from a group gathering on Saturday morning. Apparently, as cops attempted to enforce social distancing, another man who witnessed the incident and took a fighting stance after an officer asked him to disperse, and the cop brandished a taser, threatened him, and got him down on the ground, striking him repeatedly. 31-year-old Shaquem Brunson was charged with unlawful possession of marijuana, and both he and 22-year-old Ashley Serrano are charged with resisting arrest. 51 summons were issued on Saturday, and this particular incident is being investigated by NYPD's Internal Affairs Bureau, with one of the officers placed on modified duty. Plans are going forward for the next G.I. Joe movie. Variety reports that Paramount and Hasbro are developing a fourth film in the franchise based on the toy maker's action figure line. The Hollywood studio plans to release the third movie called Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, on October 23rd. The first two G.I. Joe pictures grossed a combined $678 million worldwide. The Daily Mail is reporting that the NFL will not play its four scheduled games next season in London due to the coronavirus pandemic. Traffic delays. Looks like your Hudson River crossings remain a pretty good ride at this point. In and out, no reported delays. Weather for tonight, some showers until 2 a.m. Increasing clouds, low 57, and then mostly sunny for your Monday, high 62. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AM 970, The Answer. Source Farmhouse Brewery presents the Source First Annual Homebrew Competition. Listen, it's a crazy time right now. You're stuck at home. You're bored. Maybe you're a home brewer. Listen, why not brew your own beer? And better yet, enter it to win a huge contest. All you got to do is enter by June 28th. The Source guys and I will select 32 beers to compete in our official brewer's bracket. No March Madness, no problem. We got your bracket right here. Beers are going to compete head-to-head in a blind taste test competition for three weekends in a row. The winner from each weekend will advance to the championship round, which will be broadcast live August 2nd from Source Farmhouse Brewery. The winner is going to receive a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to work with the Source Brewers to scale up and brew their homebrew on the pro level. They're going to go through the process from A to Z, brewing, cellaring, packaging. You're going to get to work with the branding and marketing team at Source on naming, label design, and all things release and launch related. Yes, you will get to be featured on one of Source Farmhouse Brewery's can releases. That is awesome. You will also receive the first inaugural Source Pro-Am Home Brewer Cup Trophy, a swag pack, and we're even going to throw in a $200 Source gift card. How about that? Head to am970theanswer.com to enter and sign up before June 28th for your chance to have your home brew professionally brewed at the one and only Source Farmhouse Brewery. It's going to be a blast. Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com.
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast right here on AM970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter very easily at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, Google Play and iTunes as well. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Alexa Ready as well. We're also on Radio.com, and uh, if you check us out Monday mornings, usually before 6 a.m., we are on the Hopped Up Network as well. Just go over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. And you can download and listen to the shows at your leisure. One of the great things that I love about the beer business is the uh, is the way that the entire beer community kind of rallies around one another in times of need. And this pandemic is no exception. And my next guest is the executive director of the Brewers Association of New Jersey, but she's also on the board of a new nonprofit helping those that are out of work in the bar, brewery, and hospitality industry. The name of the group is called Brewery Strong. You can follow them on Facebook, at Brewery Strong. They also have a website, which is brewerystrong.org, and that allows you to purchase items um, that will help people in the brewery industry. Let me welcome to the program for the first time, Alexis Deegan. Alexis, how are you? Hi, thank you, Al. So I'm really well. Thank you for having me on. You got it. Now, for those who are not aware yet, what is Brewery Strong, and how did it get started? Sure. Brewery Strong is a nonprofit organization uh, designed immediately to help out-of-work or underemployed service industry folks here in New Jersey. Uh, Rob Callahan from Tuckahoe Brewing had started signing off his things all, hashtag Brewery Strong. And, you know, and, and he you know, really got it in his head that there wasn't anything in New Jersey that was specifically designed for brewery employees. There were other nonprofits um, that were broader or just service industry, but nothing specifically for breweries. So, you know, he got an excellent group of folks together to create this nonprofit that's geared at brewery employees, as I've said, like maybe three times, (laughs) but also um, anyone in the service industry, because we understand that the bars and restaurants that carry New Jersey craft beer are a a critical part of our survival and our uh, healthy ecosystem for craft beer in the state. so. So so folks can purchase items on the website. Uh, there's, I know there's T-shirts. There's some gla- there's some barware and stuff. I bought I bought a T-shirt myself a week ago when the site oh, went thank live. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And the proceeds go directly to help those that are out of work. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So you know we've got like you said we have T-shirts, uh, glassware. I think we have some mugs up there. Rob's also been working with um, some fabulous artists with for um, bottle openers. And, um, yeah, some other great stuff. So, you know, you can get some pretty cool swag. I I love the logo. I think they did a great job with designing it. And I think it's something that's, you know, universal and we can use for just a lot of things going forward. So One of the things that attracted me to it was obviously the logo, but it was great to be able to to purchase something immediately and know that that money is helping. Because I know Common Roots Brewing did it when they're – uh, their brewery uh, burned down up in New York, and they had T-shirts to put out to help raise money, and I immediately bought a T-shirt. I think that's a great way that, hey, you're getting some cool beer clothing that you can wear during the year, but it's also, uh, you know that the proceeds of that money are helping people that are in need. We're talking with Alexis Deegan. She's the executive director of the Brewers Association of New Jersey. She's also a board member of this new nonprofit that are helping those that are out of work in the bar, brewery, and hospitality industry. The name of the group, it's called Brewery Strong. You can follow them on Facebook, at Brewery Strong, the website, Brewery strong.org we're here on the Algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer uh, alexis have all have many of the breweries in the state jumped on board to help support this or is this a work in progress oh yeah a lot of them have you know you know i'm sure and your your uh, listeners know about the altogether project mm-hmm. and um many of the breweries that have brewed the altogether beer have said that they're going to donate a portion of those proceeds back to Brewery Strong. They got really excited very quickly. Um, They were kind of looking for something that was brewery specific. Uh, I can tell you Icarus already cut us a check and they were incredibly generous. So we are, you know, so grateful to them and and to all of the breweries that have shared our page, you know, asked their followers to follow us, you know, been a voice for us in the community and, and who are also putting their money where their mouth is by um, donating their proceeds. To I, I know. I saw that with the Icarus thing about the the proceeds from all together, and I think that is fantastic. And I hope that the other breweries that are doing this, because obviously that beer was intended to help people out in the industry, not only to help themselves Correct. because obviously they're trying to sell that beer, but also to help other people in the industry. And I think that's I think that's fantastic. I want to sh- shift gears for just a second, though, uh, Alexis, because of the pandemic and breweries mm-hmm. all over the country obviously have had to adapt to the changes, but even more so specifically in New Jersey, we had this issue in the beginning 
beginning when this whole thing started. New York and Pennsylvania were doing deliveries. New Jersey started doing deliveries. And then all of a sudden it was, whoa, hold on a second. They can't do it. And they had to stop. And it was five days of, you know, back and forth of kind of putting things right. And then it allowed it to happen again. Do you think that in the future... When we come out of this new normal, whatever it is, and I, I contend that, let's say, um, a bro- I know it's a roundabout way here of asking a question, but follow me for a second. If, if, um, I'm with you, I'm with you. If a brewery is uh, only allowed to have 100 people in it, and now they have to put mm-hmm. the, cut that in half to 50 people, let's say, to maintain that social distancing, right? Will the NJABC al- continue to allow home delivery, uh, dr- pick up, drop off, you know, those things. Will those things continue, or is this, hey, when the governor ends this, uh, the, these emergency powers, it's kind of back to being business as usual? So I think that, um, you know, the ABC has actually been very supportive of home delivery for us during this time, and in, in anything that they could do to help us stay open, stay operational. Uh, so I do feel com- confident that we can work out some arrangement. I think that, you know, the the new normal is going to take a long time to even get to that. So I think that the government has been, you know, pretty understanding that there there needs to be new new ways of thinking about things. Right. So I am hopeful that the, the ABC and the governor will see that, number one, that we've been really good actors. You know, I, I, we've stressed to our membership how important it is to be doing everything so by the book, you know, making sure you're checking IDs, making sure you're doing the right thing, you have all the right paperwork, uh, you're maintaining those social distances, and they've done a great job of it. You know, our members have been diligent, they have been responsible, they've been great partners in, in this, and, and as a result, you've seen, like you said, it's a really great system of home delivery and curbside pickup that has allowed for minimal contact while everyone's still getting access to the craft beer that they love. I think that, you know, we can show that the, to the ABC that we can do this going forward. And if it is still just a temporary thing while we're still, you know, at, at 50% capacity, um, you know, we'll, we'll work with the legislature hopefully to pass a bill to make it permanent because I think home delivery is awesome. I, I do, uh, I, I do too. New Jersey feels that way. <laughs> I, you know what, Alexis? I, I absolutely agree with you. I haven't done the home delivery yet because I've, I, you know, obviously I have so many friends at all the breweries that I've been trying to go once a week and trying to support a different local brewery. Mm-hmm. But I do find it very convenient that even like I was at Twin Elephant two weeks ago, and the the process was so simple. You pull up, you call, they come out, they check the they check the. Uh, your ID, they check your number, boom, you, you have your package in less than two minutes, they put it right in the car, and you're on your way. I think it's a great way to yeah. do it. And if it's done responsibly, I can't see why um, New Jersey wouldn't allow this to happen. I do agree with you, though. I do think this is something that's going to have to be legislated so that it's Correct. on the books and so that it's not something that just can be you know taken away just as easily it was, as it was given uh, to all these brewers. We're talking with Alexis Deegan. She's the executive director of the Brewers Association of New Jersey. She's also a board member of this great new nonprofit that are helping those that are out of work in the bar, brewery, and hospitality industry. The name of the group, it's called Brewery Strong. It was uh, created... Uh, by uh, owner of Tuckahoe Brewing, Rob Callahan. And uh, you can follow them on Facebook at Brewery Strong. The website is brewerystrong.org. And we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So the last one for me, Alexis, during this quarantine, I've been asking everybody, uh, what do you, I know you had to recently move, move out of your place, move back home with your parents. <laughs> what are you drinking while you're at, while you're at your parents' house? Oh, well, so I have a mini fridge that was very generously given to me by one of my friends in the craft beer industry, and it is currently filled with beer that my um, that I've, I've gathered in my in my travels. So I've got some elementary, some Ludlums, some um, Carton, who, by the way, is also um, Carton, Twin Elephant, Zigmeister are all on our board um, working with Brewery Strong. That's I would be great. remiss if I didn't mention Augie Carton, who, yep. you know, was, was, a, was a driving force in this, too. Um, so I got Slack Tide, I got um, Tuckahoe, obviously, and oh, I think I, I think I drank the rest of my man skirt. Um, got Zigmeister, <laughs> some Magnify, some Double Nickel. So I'm drinking well. <laughs> That's good. No, then listen, there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. I think the one good thing about this is that we're sitting at home on the weekends, and I'm finding bottles that I have had stored away of stuff from trips that I've been on and stuff, and I go, oh, you know what? It's time to crack this one. It's two, three years old. I have a <laughs> bottle of uh, wet tickets 
uh, Imperial Oatmeal Stout that they put out when their uh, their uh, one year anniversary, and it's been sitting there for three years. I think this weekend I'm going to have to crack that open as well and and give it I a think try. You must absolutely. I tell you, you have better better willpower than I do because I never. I'm always like, I'm going to sell this, and it's like, nah, I'm going to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is Forget been a- selling. <laughs> exactly, exactly. My guest has been Alexis Deegan. She's the executive director of the Brewers Association of New Jersey. She's also a board member of this new nonprofit that are helping those that are out of work in the bar, brewery, and hospitality industry. And the name of the group, of course, is called Brewery Strong. I know the folks from South Jersey Beer Scene are on it. Uh, new Jersey Craft Beer uh, is is doing. Mike Kivowitz is on board on the on the board, and I know John Cushow is also on the board as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Augie Carton. So many great people. Uh, follow them on Facebook at Brewery Strong. The website is BreweryStrong.org. Buy a T-shirt, buy a mug, buy a, a glass, a sticker, you know, whatever it is, you're helping people directly in the industry, and it's so important. Alexis, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me and getting, letting me talk about Brewery Strong. It's really exciting. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Be part of an extraordinary adventure to Israel this year. You're invited to the Stand with Israel tour with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell this December. Join AM 970 The Answer for a 10-day all-inclusive expedition into Israel's fascinating history, dynamic diversity, and significant future. Experience Jerusalem, modern Tel Aviv, Masada, and so much more, all in the comfort of first-class accommodations. Register today for the Stand with Israel tour with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit am970theanswer.com. During this unprecedented time in New Jersey, it is important to stay safe and healthy in all areas of your life. At 800 Gambler, we realize that social distancing can lead to increased time spent with online gambling due to feelings of isolation, loneliness, and boredom. Our helpline remains available 24 hours per day, 7 days per week to provide support treatment and hope to those in need if you or someone you know is struggling with or living with someone who has a gambling problem and wants help call us today at 800 gambler or visit us at www.800gambler.org we remain a phone call or click away you're never alone this message sponsored by the council on compulsive gambling of new jersey the new jersey broadcasters association and this station This is Sebastian Gorka. Every week, the Salem Radio Network is proud as to produce the SRN Coronavirus Special Report, featuring all Salem talk show hosts as we give you the latest in this ongoing and breaking story. It's brought to you by Balance of Nature. The best defense against virus is your own immune system. Join me, along with fellow Salem hosts Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and Larry Elder for this ongoing special report, Wednesday at 7 p.m. here on AM and 9 70 the answer listen to am 970 the answer on alexa tune in iart or radio.com am 970 the answer Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer that is so. This is love from Van Halen, and that is uh, their album Fair Warning, which uh, was not pan well by the critics when it came out back in April of uh, nineteen eighty one. I was oof, I'm dating myself. I was eleven years old. When that album came out, uh, you could follow me on Twitter very easily at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft email at Albert G and iTunes, Google Play, Radio.com, Alexa Rennie, Hopped Up Network as well. Just head over to the Hopped Up Network.com Monday mornings before six. The podcast of this show will be up by that time. Now, fair warning 
Came out in April of 1981. Again, as I said, the critics did not pan it well. And it is probably Van Halen's heaviest album in the David Lee Roth era. Um, and I love it because it's it's a complete departure from what they did the first the first couple of albums. Kind of a, I don't want to say poppy, but catchy rock tunes, really geared for radio airplay. This album was a lot more edgier. It was, I don't want to say deeper, but and I don't even want to say darker, but it was just... Kind of, you know, them in their kind of, hey, we're hanging out at the clubs, we're in L.A., we're, we're touring, but we're, you know, we're basically, we're just a, a cool jam band at the heart of it all. You know, that's what it made it sound like. It, it's, and it goes back to those early days when they were mammoth and they were playing high school parties uh, in Pasadena and elsewhere, and they had this, you know, kind of cult following Van Halen. So for me, Fair Warning is one of my favorite uh, Van, Halen, Van Halen albums from the... Um, Eddie, Eddie Van Halen from the David Lee Roth era. Mean Street is a great opening. Sinner Swing is fantastic. So this is love, of course, Unchained. But there are so many, so many good songs on that album. Hear about it later. It, it, it's just a great, uh, great album, and I love it a lot. And it's one of those ones where when I see the date pop up and, oh, wow, it came out you know, in April of 81. I, oh, wow, i got to listen to that again. So uh, good stuff. Kind of like... Um, uh, er, last week when Black Sabbath's Heaven and Hell uh, came out, uh, I actually went for a walk that day and listened to the entire album from beginning to end. Let's get into some of the beers that I have been drinking over the last several weeks, uh, or I should say the last week. I mean, we're all stuck at home, so there's a lot of good stuff. So I've been trying to support uh, different um, New Jersey breweries every week. Sometimes I hit the same ones. Like this week, I did um, Bolero Snort again because they came out with their version of All Together, which I'll review on next week's program. Uh, but they also came out with uh, uh, Sour Pasture Calves again, uh, a sour that my wife really likes, so I picked up uh, a, a, an order from that. And Bolero is real easy. You go right to their website. They've redesigned the website. You put in your order. You put in your credit card information. I left them a little note saying I would pick it up on this day. It's ready for you at the loading dock. You're in and out in less than five minutes. It's fantastic. Um, so, you know, good stuff all the way around. So this week or last week, the breweries that I supported, one of them happens to be Twin Elephant Brewing over in Chatham. Twin Elephant is doing amazing stuff, and now they're canning a lot of their beer because they have to during this pandemic. So I ended up, which one I thought I had tried when I was there eons ago. I hadn't been back there in about a year and a half. Uh, but hadn't had a chance to try, was Shimyi, and now they have it in cans, which was great. Such a slamming beer. Hazy, with a fantastic bite on it, really good. The guys at Twin Elephant uh, are just doing a fantastic job, and so, you know, kudos to them. And uh, they had another beer that came out this week. It was with Honey, I forgot the name of it. I decided not to get it. Within a half hour, sold out. So you got to follow these guys' pages on Facebook and Instagram and stuff if you're following the local breweries in New Jersey and New York because the moment they come out with beers, a lot of these places, because they're small, they're limited to the amount of beer that they can can, they sell out very quickly. Speaking of which, Source Brewing, and of course portions of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast are brought to you by Source Brewing. Get your beer at the Source in Colts Neck, New Jersey, and we're doing our home brewing contest with Source. So definitely go to am970theanswer.com right now. You can sign up if you're a home brewer. You've got to get your information in by the end of May. And you have to have your beers to us by July 4th. We're doing a home brewing competition. The winner gets their beard upscaled and brewed by Source. For sale. You get a swag pack. You get all kinds of stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great event. Rules, all the information right on our website, am970theanswer.com. So Source came out with a couple of beers. And at first I wasn't going to buy because I do have a lot of beer in the fridge. And I'm trying to get rid of this stuff, whether I give it to friends or I'm drinking it myself. So I said, nah, I'm not going to get it. And then all of a sudden I see, well, they put out a lager and another IPA. And I said, oh, man, I haven't had it. You know, I've been trying to stick to, you know, taste different things. And I love a good lager. So they came out with their veneer. Uh, lager, another winner from these guys. Smooth, caramel, toasty. It's a great starter beer. It's an easy drinking beer. You can have it with any type of dinner. It really pairs well with a lot of different things. A burger, a really good burger, maybe hot dogs or something. The weather is getting a little bit warmer. Fantastic beer. Well done. Glad I bought a four-pack. And then got from the single silo series, the Ultra Cashmere. Juicy peach melon. It's such a crushable beer for a uh, for a double, and to be honest with you, out of all of the single silo series that I've had so far, this to me is my favorite of the bunch. And I say that almost every week with Source. This beer comes, oh my God, it's my favorite. Oh my God, it's my favorite. It, it may sound like hype. It's not, folks. Source is doing a great job. Again, you go right over to beerbroadcast.com. 
put in your information when their sales go live, and it's usually Friday mornings at 9 o'clock. If you don't get in you know, by 10 after 9, I'm telling you, you're going to be out of luck. And again, their issue is like Twin Elephant. They're a smaller brewery. They don't have the capacity, so people get aggravated when they can't get you know, one of Source's beers or Twin Elephant's beers. You have to remember, folks, they are not a large-scale production brewery. They're a smaller scale. They have a finite amount of cans that they get out. It's a nice problem to have, and I don't think it's something that's sustainable in the long run while this pandemic is going on. Once they get opened back up again, it's a different set of circumstances, and you got people coming into the tap room. It's a little bit easier to move, uh, you know, those volumes of beer. But hey, if you get a chance to try stuff from Source, I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, moving on on our Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Triple shot house blend from Treehouse. I had a bottle of this still left in my fridge. I had had one from my neighbor, Greg. We had cracked one one night a couple of months ago. Still had it. I said, let me let me crack this for a nightcap. My wife and I shared it. Coffee, smooth, delicious. Treehouse knocking it out of the park. I can't wait for this pandemic to get over because my neighbor does a lot of traveling, and he's up in Massachusetts a lot, and he loves Treehouse. He's always making a stop there, and he tries to pick up some great stuff, and I end up buying some things from him that I end up tasting at my leisure. So I, I love it, and I can't wait for it to uh, uh, to be over because, I, if I'm not mistaken, Treehouse has been closed because they can't practice social distancing in that area. I think that's the reason why, so we'll see. Anyway, uh, Wet Tickets Kolsch beer, it's a great backyard beer. Uh, you know, we talk about lawnmower beers. Wet Tickets Kolsch is excellent. It's in cans. They have it at their place. Head over to Rawway uh, in uh, – in New Jersey here, and pick yourself up some Kolsch from Wet Ticket. I know they have a couple of new things coming out. I uh, was hoping to get over there this weekend, uh, pick up some new stuff, and I know they're doing a version of All Together that should be out um, probably by the end of May, I would think. Um, Peach Sour Nova. This is from Almanac. I had bought this from my wife because she's a big sour fan, and I was on my way down to Source last week to pick up beers, and I knew she wanted a sour beer for the weekend. So I stopped at a local liquor store on the way down to Cold Snack, and I picked this up because I thought she'd like it. She wasn't super crazy about it because it's very, it's a very, very peach acidic forward beer. Uh, the peach and nectarine are really nice in it. I didn't really get a lot of the vanilla out of it, but Almanac from California makes really good beers. I enjoyed this. When I first had a sip of it from my wife's, I wasn't super crazy about it. Then I cracked open a can myself and poured it. You let it sit for a little bit. The, the acidic bite is there. It's definitely heavy. Uh, but it is something that I, I did enjoy after a while. And as you let it sit for a little bit, that peach and nectarine really kind of shine through, and you still have that acidity there, but it's not as sharp a bite as the first sip. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, and then finally, for my birthday, which was this uh, past Tuesday, uh, I did a long walk. It was a beautiful day. It was the only good day of the week, uh, of Monday through Friday. And um, when I got back, I had some water, and I said, let me have one beer to celebrate my birthday. I had one can left of pronounced Peart, the rush beer that Carton Brewing had made uh, in honor of Neil Peart, uh, who had died uh, from uh, brain cancer uh, just a couple of months ago. I love this beer. It's so good. The lime-lighted Canadian lager. It's got that great lime zest in it that just, you know, just gives you enough of the lime. It's a great lager. It's just really nice and easy drinking. I really enjoyed this. Uh, The good news is it is out again. Uh, Carton released it this past weekend, probably sold out by the time you're listening to this, but uh, a fantastic beer, and Augie just did a great job in in honoring Neil Peart and Rush. He's a huge Rush fan, and I'm so glad that he made this beer uh, for them, and I'm so glad that I got to enjoy it uh, as much as I did. And with Cinco de Mayo right around the corner, that's the perfect beer. You want a lager with a little bit of lime in it, and it doesn't taste artificial, that's the beer. Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Alexis Deegan. She's one of the board members for Brewery Strong. She's also the executive director of the New Jersey Brewers Association. If you want to help out the folks from Brewery Strong, just go to brewerystrong.org. You can buy a T-shirt, a mug. You can make a donation. This is helping craft beer in New Jersey, as well as bartenders, bars, uh, hospitality people. They're doing great donations, uh, and it's a great cause and definitely something that is worth it if you have the extra money. And of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>